This show is entirely supported by you, the listener, and me, because I'm a listener and all. Would your kind donations was simply couldn't produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing me, please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdog news for a really smashing way to help us. Hello everyone and welcome along to episode number 7 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 22nd of July 2018, where your fortnightly source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And with me, Bruce Cameron. And today, joining us, we've got Andrew Watson. Hello everyone. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Coming up on this week's show, it's an absolutely packed show, gents. With a big update on all the new bar openings, uh, the Portman Group, they're back on Brewdog's case. We've an interview with the organiser of the London Craft Beer Festival. We chat with Emma, we chat with Leonard, we chat with Matt's son and of course Watty. As I said, it's a packed show. Standard disclaimer time, we are all shareholders in Brewdog PLC but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brewdog. So, without further ado, let's play some free music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. What I love most about your company is the passionate, talented, massively hard-working bunch of people that we have. James Watt, Martin Dickey, this is diabolical, absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Blue Dog News Podcast, it's Blackie BFL Meldrum again. And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week, but especially our top tier Patreon supporter, Innis. Thank you very much. Innis, gentlemen, have you recovered from Beatnik? Just about. Yes. Yes, you, actually. You, you had quite a weekend of it, didn't you, Bruce? I did. I did. I, um, yes. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Beatnik, actually. Um, I, I, was, I was especially pleased that you were staying at my house and I, I cleaned the place and made up the lovely fresh bed for you and everything. Yeah, I slept. And then the you couch. slept on the sofa. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, How was your first ever bottle share, Bruce? Did you did you enjoy that one? I can't remember much about it, to be honest. Yeah. In fact, in fact, no, because was that the Friday mm. night? It was after the the bus yeah. phone. Well, we, we yeah we we kind of arrived a bit late. Um, the sort of bottle share element had gone. We were just chatting away with folk. But I did try something. Um, somebody gave me a bottle of something of some. I can't remember what it was, but it was nice. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Cut that back. Yeah, excellent. No, no, that's staying in. Right, so, um, Bruce, the big yes. bars update. There's an awful lot going on. Uh, JB updated us on what's happening in 2018 so far and what's coming up. What can yeah, you tell up, us? Update six days ago from JB. Um, basically, the things that are going to be dropping off the list are Glasgow Hopeworks. Now, it's a bit disappointing about that because... Boo. Yeah, I kind of was looking forward to that coming about. Um, it's not. It's not gone all together, though. No, no, it? no, no, no. It's basically the project's taken a long time to get through licensing, um, a couple of planning issues. Um, so it's not going to start until next year. Now, um, I think you know I'm a bit disappointed about this. I think eventually, I mean, mind you, good things come to those who wait. You know, um, oh, somebody should make that a slogan that. for a beer company. Yeah, fair point. Um, I saw there was a, a new bar went live. Mm-hmm. There was. There was. Um, no, I don't know how to pronounce this one. Is it? Yeah, I think we've tried this on the previous nor, podcast. Nor coping. Nor coping. Nor coping. Nor coping. Nor, nor coping. Apology to everybody in Sweden. I was just going to tell you about the ones being added. Actually, it was Canary Wharf. Oh, okay. That's big news. That is big news. 
They can now confirm they've taken over the lease of, thankfully, Jamie's Italian. Ah. In Canada Wharf. Are you familiar with that area of London at all, Andrew? A, a wee bit. Uh, it'll do, hopefully it'll be as good as Tower Hill and take on a similar sort of clientele. So massively busy Thursday, Friday from all the office folk. But I think the size is pretty good for this one as well. So hopefully there'll be some cool stuff happening other weekday evenings and weekends as well. Uh, Canary Wharf's, it used to be an absolute ghost town at the weekend, but there's so many people living out there now mm. that it right? should be, you know, there's, there's a shopping centre and different bars and restaurants. There's a, a great cinema as well. So hopefully it'll become a weekend destination as well. So yeah, it seems like a pretty good move and should be ready to go quite quickly, I thought, given it's a restaurant already. What else can you tell us, Bruce? So basically Peckham, um, that's, there's, an offer has been accepted and it's going to go into Peckham. Now, I don't know Peckham at all other than Only Fools and Horses. Is that Peckham? Yep. yep. Though, yep. Fun fact, and it was actually filmed in Ealing, so this, the tower block's not even in Peckham, but yep. Oh, is it not? So that's there. Um, they didn't need licensing planning, so the landlord accepted offer, and that's good to, to go as well. So that's a two. Um, next this makes, month. This makes getting the big smoke badge even harder because that'll be up to the Yeah, that's what I was thinking is that, you know, the nine is doable as it is. But I think once you get up, if you put in Canary Wharf, you're going far enough out of the way that you're adding an hour to doing the big smoke in one day. So I think that's going to take it a wee bit beyond a, an enjoyable day and making it more of a, a sprint. Yeah. So are people doing the the nine bars within the I suppose a twelve hour period. Yeah. What was it? What time was the earliest one opening? So the Tower Hill opens for breakfast. So I think does that open? Ah. You can certainly start about ten ish, and um, then the last ones are open till midnight. So, but different bars are different opening times. So if you want to do it in a day, your best bet is to get onto the Brewdog website and see when the different bars are open. Sure. And uh, there's a, a thread that uh, Dan Ackroyd made. He did it all in one day a couple of weeks back. And uh, he did mm-hmm. a wee spreadsheet to show just how long you should take between the yeah. bars and, and how long it should take you. What a nerd. He did a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually knew this already. <laughs> you were jealous. Yeah. And, and, and worse, he live streamed his position on a map all day as well. That's fantastic. So good if, you wanted, work, to meet, if you wanted to meet up with him, you could. So I actually met Dan for the first time at Beatnik and I... Everybody's always said to me, what do you mean you don't know Dan Aykroyd? I'm like, I don't know him. Now now I know why, because Dan's Dan. Yeah. But, Hi, Dan. Chap. So, uh, yeah, he did that. It's it's a really good resource. <laughs> I think later in the summer, I'm going to try and do it myself. Um, so maybe a wee, uh, I'll report back on how, how that goes. I'm very much hoping to do it as well. So hopefully yep. we can team up and make a day of it. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting. Any other news from the bars, Bruce? Okay, so other news we have is that St Andrews isn't happening. Uh, They have gone... Now, remind me, does anybody remember where they've sold that bar to instead? Yes. I know it was was Rascal. So I I actually studied in St Andrews and so know it pretty well. Um, There's the new St Andrews Mm -hmm. Brewing Company has a place on South Street, which uh, is a lovely, lovely venue. Um, They've now taken a second venue, which is the Rascal's site, which is, if you've not been to St Andrews for a while, it's the the pub restaurant above the cinema on North Street. And it's basically Brewdog came to heads of terms and it was then in the press that the Rascal's folks didn't have any agreement at all and they've now gone and become part of St Andrew's Brewing Company so a wee bit of a, uh, an upset for Brewdog but uh, I'm sure they'll find something but yeah. one to add on to that is um, 
aimed, I think the expected date is October, is for Peterhead. So uh, that's going to make your Scottish trip a little bit more difficult to get to. (laughs) Inverurie opening as well. So, yeah, there's all sorts going on. Okay, next up, a um, bit of news on Fanzine, just a couple of quick things. Um, fanzine's going really well, as you know uh, already, this is the one where you pay your £12 every two weeks and Brewdog send you some new exclusive-ish beers. 11 quid. 11 quid, sorry, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, great, great thing, really enjoying the beers that we've had so far, especially the last one, that uh, Clown King, the... Um, Barley wine was, uh, I thought, absolutely outstanding. Mm. Uh, mm. But, yes, the um, you're humming and ahhing. No, I'm only humming and ahhing because I've not signed up yet. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this might encourage you. Um, if you sign up using a link I'll give you, then uh, I get 10 quid. <laughs> Andrew, so. have you got a link? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think if everyone uses Rob, you've, it's another way of paying your subscription to the podcast. So, uh, Oh, yes. there you go. That's a good idea. That's oh, a good. great idea. Yeah, I like um, that. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the other person has to make a, a, have received at least two or three issues, something like that, and then you get your £10 Before, voucher. Uh, and it is only an online shop voucher, but it's still, it's a little incentive if you uh, are getting excited and telling nice. people, tell them to use your link. Um, and the other thing is, they've now decided that on Fridays are going to be the day that all the UK bars get the fanzine beers. It was, I think they tried it on a Wednesday. They often do beer launches on Thursday. So I'm really glad that it's, they're calling it fanzine Fridays from when the bars open on the Friday. Um, you'll be able to get the fanzine beers. I think this means for most of us, we will we'll get the fanzine beers delivered usually Tuesday, Wednesday. So we'll get a little bit of an exclusive window before everybody else gets to taste them. So nice. So is that, is that only for them? Um draft beers are they only going to be available draft yes i don't well that's all i've seen so far sometimes they have the cans in but they're usually in the packs ready to go so Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah Yeah, cool very good uh andrew um i've got a note here um portman group the craft beer botherers they're back (laughs) again um Remember Pink IPA from uh, from back earlier in the year? Yes, let's, let's go there again, shall we? Um, Pink IPA, as we know, was uh, a marketing initiative back in the the first part of the year to really raise awareness about uh, gender equality and to, to take a pop at gender stereotypes for International Women's Day. Now, cereal, as you said, cereal craft beer botherers, the Portman Group, have uh, taken a look at it as a campaign. Now, just for those listeners that haven't been on Wikipedia, um, the Portman Group described themselves as a, as a trade group of alcoholic beverage makers and brewers in the UK. I think it speaks volumes that their name as Portman is named after Guinness's old headquarters. So I think that tells you the standpoint they're coming from. So it's funded and made up of AB InBev, the serial craft beer destroyers, okay. Bacardi Brown Foreman, which kind of makes sense because, you know, they've created Bacardi Breezes that uh, so many teenagers have enjoyed over the years. Um, <laughs> Carlsberg, Diageo with Guinness, of course, Heineken, Molson Coors, Pernod Ricard and Jägermeister. So it's... Can, can we get sued in the podcast just before I say anything else? But... <laughs> 
I guess I guess I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> it should be of no great surprise that under the guise of promoting responsible drinking and standing up for the the little consumer that can't make an ins- uh, an informed choice on what they drink, that these eight get together and seemingly put all of their legal bigwigs behind beating up the little guys. Tiny Rebel had a particularly challenging time around some can designs last year. So, okay. Yes, I think we spoke about so that. So that's yeah. the Portman Group are friends of the podcast, some would say. So, they um Portman Group took a look at Pink IPA after two whole complaints it seems, and uh, they ruled that whilst it was understood that Brewdog had intended for the term beer for girls was meant to be used ironically, they believed it could also be misinterpreted, which uh, was reflected by Brewdog having to post a blog clarifying the meaning of the campaign. Brewdog's response was uh, rather marvellous, actually, where they said... What, yeah, what, what, what would they quote it <laughs> so as Brewdog saying? said back in, in, in a response in a press release that uh, as a one-off campaign aimed squarely at satirising gender stereotypes on International Women's Day, were comfortable. It was no more aimed at underage drinkers than it was genuinely targeted at women. And we're as bothered about this Portman Group ruling as we are any other. That is not at all. <laughs> so, of course, Portman Group gave us... Well, they actually helped Brewdog because it gave us Nanny State um, as a reaction to um, their objection mm-hmm. to the strong beers. So, uh, Portman Group, they should stick to, to what they're they're good at, which is uh, coming up with initiatives to stop teenagers getting hold of cheap alcopops and, and macro laggers rather than taking a pop at the expensive craft beer stuff that they couldn't afford anyway. So um, there's four stated aims of the Portman Group, apparently, which is responsible drinking promotion, help prevent misuse of alcohol, encourage alcohol marketing to be responsible, and put forward the in- industry angle on the understanding of alcohol-related issues. Now... To claim to speak for the whole industry, I think, is a bit rich, and I, I commend Brewdog's approach to um, do things their way, to be honest, because appropriate pricing, serving beers, strong beers in thirds instead of halves, I think that's far more responsible than just having a load of expensive lawyers and putting out a load of press releases when you're trying to prevent mm-hmm. 15-year-old girls getting hold of Bacardi Breezers, as was what I remember from being at school. Fair enough. Uh, Bruce, what do yes. you, as, as our least informed person in this podcast oh. on Hello. Blue Dog stuff, what, uh, what, what do you know about Punk State? Punk State, now, as far as I'm aware, Punk State is a, uh, a tour um, of um, travelling various locations around the UK, um, offering out um, free punk, I believe. Yeah, or, that's basically uh, right, yeah. Uh, am I right to say that uh, these, these places actually have Blue Dog bars in them? Yes, all the ones that they've been to and are going to all do already do. I think the idea is just to sort of get a nice visual thing on the go around the area. There's there's been a lot of billboard advertising, so uh, Brewdog are going around. Uh, they did Manchester. I was kind of following along on Twitter. So what they were doing is they were putting a call out saying, "Look, if anybody is in Manchester who uh, can come up with a damn good excuse why we should give you a crate of punk, let us know." And then they would. There was quite a few times when they actually just went and turned up and delivered them a crate of punk. So that was mm. cool. Uh, and then they converted one of the delivery trucks into a mini bar, and everybody who went along got themselves a free punk. Um, yeah, so it just it looked good. Um, I think if you if you were looking, going all excited that brew dogs rolling into the area, and you were only getting a can of punk, you'd have been disappointed. But of course, this wasn't aimed at EFPs. This was aimed at the man on the street who knows very little about brew dog, and has probably never even tried a, a can of punk. Yeah, no, I think it was a, a, a good idea. Do you know? 
Who they're actually going to visit, which other? Yeah, the, Manchester's towns. done. Brighton's done. Um, Brighton was just done as we're recording, and then um, Birmingham is next weekend. So right. if you're in Birmingham, uh, keep an eye out for that. And, uh, and then I think they're on to Liverpool on mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, fourth and fifth of August. Yeah, just any so, Scottish venues? Uh, no, I think there's a licensing issue with giving uh-huh. out free beer to random people in Scotland. Ah. Just, I think it's. it's I, um, don't quote me on that. Not, is, was it Brighton? I think it was Bristol they did this week. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. You're absolutely right. Sorry to <laughs> ruin it at the end. No, no. no I, correct the way. <laughs> before I, before I, the good I, people uh, of Bristol who went all right in, in their thousands. I was chatting with the bar manager at Bristol and I was recorded an interview with Emma at Brit. It was in Bristol. Um, no, Brighton. So I'm confusing Bristol and Brighton. I am. So, do you know what, Bruce? Just let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. Up, We've got a brand new feature. Um, just before we run the advert for Brewdog, here's a quick Brewdog brain teaser for you. In March 2016, Brewdog announced you could exchange a fruit with the bar staff and get a beer in return. What was the fruit and what was the beer? Answers Ooh. after the break. Nice. These are the things that we believe in. The things that we work for. That we strive for. That we fight for. These are the things that underpin everything we do. We believe in world-class craft beer. And we're on a mission to put the taste, the passion, and the craftsmanship back into people's beer glasses. We believe in community ownership. Our business is part owned by a community of over 70,000 beer lovers from all over the planet. We believe in independence. In an industry dominated by faceless corporations. We are making a stand for independence, a stand for authenticity, and a stand for craft. We believe in giving back. The business can be a force for good. Via our groundbreaking unicorn fund, we give away 20% of our annual profits. We believe in radical transparency. From our beer recipes to our financials. And from our profits to our future plans. We share everything. We believe in being a great employer. We believe that our long-term destiny will be completely dependent on how well we look after our amazing people. We believe in taking a stand. Most companies are scared to take a stand for the things they believe in. We are not scared. And finally, we believe that good people drink good beer. People like me. And 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 me. Cheers. We also believe in ghosts, but there wasn't enough space on the list and it wasn't really relevant here. But go ghosts. <laughs> go, go ghosts. Uh, right. And the answer to the question, which was in March 2016, Brewdog announced that you could exchange a fruit with the bar staff and get a free beer in return. What was the fruit and what was the beer? The answer, it was a grapefruit and you would get an Elvis juice in exchange. Yay, I remember doing that. I thought it was very cool. You could pay for a beer with a, a grapefruit. I actually forgot the answer to that, and I was thinking, it was an apple. No, it wasn't an apple. It was grapes? No, it wasn't grapes. Plums? Right, no. right, right. On to the voicemails. Uh, we're, we're keen to hear from you here on the BrewDog News Podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224. 518-501 and leave us a message uh, just before we carry on I need to give a quick shout out to Andrew Waller who left us a message just prior to Beatnik uh, Andrew apologies I was going to play your message on Beatnik but the audio was all distorted uh, it was it was pretty much unusable so uh, thanks again for taking the time and effort to leave that but uh, try try again try again yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah, we'll use it next time. Yeah, anyway. Um, okay, our first voicemail is, is this is from someone called Watty from Old Meldrum. Oh, yeah, here we go. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast. Watty here for our Meldrum today. Who are you doing? Uh, firstly, I'd like to apologise for other work at uh, the Awareworks. Uh, on a side note, Dougie is still for sale if they're interested. No, I noticed some in the day about parties for dogs. Is it our bars? I was just curious, see, because my Willie's retiring. W- Willie is my, my working dog, you see. He's been a good loan. Aye, there was eight time Willie got out and I couldn't find him, so I was traipsing about the firm, no sign, and get up to the, the top fields and here he was. Ah, the sheep in the pen, without even asking. Have you ever heard the like? Anyway, I thought a wee gathering for his retirement would be there. So, if you've got any more information for me or not... Cheers, no. Bye-bye. Ah, so, uh, what is Willie's retiring? Willie. Right. Willie's, what is Willie's retiring? Sorry. Yes. Uh, so, Andrew. Bruce. Now, we might differ in opinion here. We might. Go on. I don't have a dog. Okay. If I did, would I have a party for him at a pub? Probably not. I've got a couple of dogs. Would you have a party for them at the pub? No. Definitely not. Andrew, you got any pets? No, and uh, I probably wouldn't have a party for my dog either, but some people do. Some people do. And if there's a market and they want to come into bars during quiet times of day and spend money, then that's okay by me because I'm an investor at the end of the day. (laughs) Um, To answer... Yes. I was going to say, to answer Watty's question, yes, it's every brew dog bar in the UK and it's five pounds a dog and they'll throw in party hats apparently for dogs though that that won't last long and uh, dog safe cupcakes as well I think there's some dog friendly beer as well so that that just sounds wonderful it sounds magic give me strength I know Rob would you try it once you've got two dogs took my two dogs into a brew dog pub they would like either destroy the place or destroy other people i think this is aimed at people who've got like pugs and stuff like that to be fair all the well behaved in pub dogs all the comments that have been on the forum um have all been very very you know positive the um i think i posted something on i think a facebook page and then kind of got shot down a wee bit there's people that treat their dogs like their family and like their kids i mean dogs are part of your family but uh, actually treating like a child instead of like a, a pet and that's that's the market yeah, they're going for next up we have a voicemail uh, this isn't from matt this is actually from matt's son hi boys huh? it's matt's son ewan just wanted to know what's the big deal about beer anyways uh, well ewan what's the big deal about beer uh, that's a tough question to answer is beer itself it's it's so diverse and it's been with us for so long beer is of and for the people. I can prove it. It's been around in one form or other for as long as humans have. As Richard Taylor wrote in the Craft Beer for the People book, no other drink has done more to bring people together and give them a common bond about which to rally. Beer has fostered relationships, partnerships and companionship for centuries. Ever since the days of hieroglyphics and three-sided buildings, it's a beer that people have turned to at the end of the day to start the weekend. 
beer is mankind's greatest social lubricant. It's not elitist or out of touch, quite the opposite. It cuts through the social divide to be enjoyed by everyone. The great houses of antiquity needed beer in order to keep functioning. European fields would have remained unharvested without beer. Armies marched to the sound of beer bottles. It tastes just as good on an iridescent shoreline on a blazing summer's afternoon as it does within the comforting embrace of a centuries-old village pub whose name you can't pronounce. Beer doesn't hide behind outdated methods or quirks of geography. The only rule that matters to brewers is to make the best beer they can in the best way possible. Beer is to be learned from, experienced together, collaborated upon and to be constantly challenged and improved. Beer brings us together. Beer brings us life. It also gets us p- you alright, Rob? Yeah, sorry, I went <laughs> off on one. I hope that answers your question. I you need to beer after that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think we all do. Got, I need a lie, dude. It's all got a bit much. Oh, I've, I've got all emotional. Oh, dear. Oh, oh. Next up, we've got a, a quick interview. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got a quick interview I recorded with one of the more active forum members, uh, Leonard, who uh, he went along to the Cinematic Circus event in Dublin. Um, here's what he thought of the day. Uh, I've tried my very best, by the way, to clean his audio up. It was a little bit difficult. Um, so, but yeah, apologies, Leonard. But yes, here we go. This is what Leonard thought of Cinematic Circus. Yeah. So, uh, on the line just now, um, Leonard, um, please tell the listeners uh, who you are, um, where you're based, and when you invested in Equity for Punk. Yeah, my name is uh, Leonard. Uh, on the forum, I'm uh, known as Leonard Ramon. Uh, I live in Dublin, in Ireland. I've been here for nearly 12 years now. I'm originally from Rotherham and all. I've invested in Equity for Punks quite late, only last year when they opened Equity for Punks 5. I was going to ask what the, the craft beer scene's like in Dublin. How, how did you stumble across Brewdog and, and what's things like over there if you want to actually get a nice pint? Yeah, well, when I first moved to Dublin, you know, I didn't really know the city. I've been there twice. But I was there with a band, so it was just like, get to the gig, you know, do the gig and then get out again. But I like the city, and when I first got there, craft beer-wise, it wasn't really... Well, it wasn't really happening then. It was 2007, you know, so the real craft beer boom hadn't taken place yet. But, um, yeah, now we had the Porterhouse back then, which are still around. You know, they have, like, a couple of pubs in Dublin. They have one in New York, and I think they opened one in Hong Kong or Singapore there. They've actually been going since the mid-'90s, and they make, well, really good beer. But back then, that was the only thing, really, you know. In 2009, 2010, it started to develop a little bit. You got Galway Bay opened their first bar in Dublin then, and then there's a couple of smaller individual ones. Uh, recently, last year, Underdog opened, which is like a really good craft beer bar. There's a lot of stuff from uh, Wylam, Lervik, Nicola, Yellow Belly, so they have a really good collection going as well. So yeah, at the moment, the craft beer scene is actually pretty good and happening. Excellent. Um, anyway, we didn't get you on to chat about um, craft beer so much in uh, Dublin, but one specific part of Dublin which had some craft beer recently, oh, yeah. Cinematic Circus. If um, if anyone listening had not heard about Cinematic Circus, how would you describe what it was? 
Yeah, it was an uh, open-air event. It took place in uh, Western Airport, which is to the uh, west of Dublin. It's uh, basically Dublin city stretches all the way to the county border with uh, Kildare, which is the next uh, county up. And actually, it was on an airport runway, and I looked it up on, on Google Maps that the runway actually stretches into the next county, So, but most of it is in Dublin. And yeah, it's basically sort of mini AGM type of thing. There were like uh, 120 taps with... Uh, Obviously, with high quality craft beer. There was a stage for live music. There was a couple of food stands. And yeah, there was obviously everything you need for an open air festival you know, bars, food, live music. And a special attraction here was there was like a big, uh, big screen for movies. So, all the whole the evening, we watched uh, The Shining on that screen, and it was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I kind of. Did everyone like shut up and watch the film or is it just sort of on in the background and everyone's chatting away over the top of it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not that everybody just sat down, kept quiet and watched the movie for two hours, you know, because it doesn't work like that. You know, there were a couple of people there, like sort of like big chairs, like a couple of hundred big chairs in front of the screen. Yeah, so um, what, was the, what was the great stuff and what was the bad stuff? Well, I'd say that for me personally, obviously the beer was very good. You know, there were 120 cats. Well, I didn't count them, but that's what I said in the promotional uh, promotional material. There was obviously a lot of brewed up beer. They had a couple of local brewers here. The guys from Yellow Belly were there. It was fun to hang out with. Uh, Rising Sun from Cork was there. Uh, Dub Brew was a tiny brewery from here in Dublin. Um, and there were, I think, Kildare Brewing was there as well. So, yeah, there was, a, was an excellent selection of, of great beer, you know, and that was obviously for me personally uh, a great thing. Uh, yeah, the music was very good. There was also uh, the Circus of Horrors, which is sort of like a burlesque show with, you know, fire breathing and you know, burlesque stuff, you know, dancing and acrobatics, you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I heard a couple of people about the food stands that there were only like three or four, so when it got around dinner time, you know, people were like queuing for very long and Certain options were no longer available, you know. I guess there's someone at Brewdog somewhere who, every time there's an event, be it, you know, the AGM or Beatnik or anything like that, they're they're always adjusting the numbers of people turning up versus the amount of food stalls they'll need and trying to get the balance right. So, uh, Leonard, this is great. Um, Is there anything else about the day that you wanted to mention? Well, no, I thought it was a great event, you know. Obviously, the weather helps, you know, and um, it was a cool location, you know, because it was like, yeah, it wasn't on an airport, so it was really great. Yeah, so if they, if they were to do this again next year, um, do you think you'd be up for going again? Oh, yeah, definitely. I spoke with a number of people about this, and what I heard is, like, the location was a bit out of the way, you know. It was all the way on the outskirts of Dublin. Um, yeah. Yeah, some people said, well, there's so many great locations in the centre of Dublin or just outside it, so why did you go here? I think, yeah, they have a point, but... I still thought this is a great event. And Leonard, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to, to pop on and talk to us about no this. No problem at all. Um, I'm super keen to get over for the next one. Um, it just sounds like a perfect weekend if you come over for that and then you get to go around and check out some of the other bars around Dublin. We'll make a great weekend to play with it. Excellent. Uh, Leonard, I'll let you go. Thanks again and um, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank okay. you. Have a good evening. Okay, thank you again to Leonard for taking the time to chat with me. Um, and keep your eyes peeled for the next event, which uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen on the forum is rumoured to be in England. So, yeah, that's great. Um, next up, Andrew, I had a note here. This was from before um, Beatnik, and it said Brewdog Homerton. 
Um, a question from a listener. Have we talked about this already? I am so sorry. Whoever sent the question in, I cannot find your email or however you send that into us. Um, but yeah, have we discussed Brewdog Homerton? I'm pretty sure I, we did. I remember talking about it. Was it on the podcast? Um, Homerton? Was it Homerton? Homerton. Homerton. In case, in case we haven't, um, Brewdog Homerton was no. a, a bar that was launched, uh, must have been about November 2016, up in uh, northeast London, so beyond mm-hmm. Hackney, between Hackney and the Olympic Park, really. It didn't ah, okay. last very long, to be honest. I think it lasted until the January or the February, and it still is a Brewdog bar, but it's now mothballed. It's now got circus posters, fly posted onto its door and that sort of thing, so it's in a bit of a sorry state. Um Ultimately, it didn't quite work out. It's quite a, an interesting part of London, that one, which is still very much up and coming. And I think they went two or three streets too far over um, from from where the, the hipster craft beer hangouts are, more down in Hackneyway. So it's mothballed. I believe the lease is still with Brewdog. It might reopen, um, or then again, it might not. Cool. Uh, I hope that answers the question, and apologies again to whoever was sent that in. Um, Bruce, um, again, this is going back almost a month because we haven't really looked at the news. The Beer Museum over in uh, America, um, it was quite an interesting reaction to this when it was posted up on the forum that they were looking for people to send in old bottles, both filled and empty, Mm -hmm. so as they could get that together. Um, It was generally a a good reaction. Yes, we'll do our best to get things together. When the same post put by Cameron went onto Facebook in the I Hardcore You Brewdog group. Wasn't such a positive reaction, was it? No, no, I think um, how it it worked out, I think somebody posted a a post and saying, look, we're opening a museum. Yes, they're going to put one of each of all the beers they've ever produced in it. Fantastic. You can be part of it. Okay. You just sent any vintage brewed beer that you've got in your collection to Ellen. Right. But you're not going to get anything back in return. Not as okay, and you don't, and you've got to pay for your own postage. Uh, really? And the museum is not in the UK, so you, you're not going to get a chance to see it unless you go to the states. Is yeah, it? right. So you had people backtrack and saying, "No, this is not not for me." I, I, and then some people are saying, "Yeah, it's all right. You get your name in there, but then <laughs> you're supplying the beers that that you've probably you're keeping for some reason. You know, you're." thinking that maybe they will give you a return down the line. But it is a voluntary thing. Nobody's forcing you to send your beers in. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. I just yeah, think... I, I, was, I was a little bit surprised by the, the sort of reaction because uh, I kind of forget that uh, in general that, that the folks on the... There's a lot more people on the Facebook group who aren't anywhere near as invested both in money and in, you know, sort of emotionally invested in Brewdog. And it is easy to see how, you know, like I say, there was a totally different reaction on Facebook to, to effectively what was the same post. So, yeah, it's, I just that was interesting. But the, the that, that Facebook page, I mean, there are, there are 2,400 members yeah. on that Facebook page. And if if you're talking about EFPs, what, that, 70, 80,000 altogether? Yeah. Yeah, it's a small number. Not all of those two and a half thousand are EFPs. I'm going to get one of the. Um, I met one of the admins of the group at Beer Nick uh, just after we finished recording. Yeah, Kevin, I think it was. Okay. Um, and I've said to him, I'd really like to get him on the podcast because I'd I'd love to know what sort of things to get posted in that group that they don't publish <laughs> or they don't let get seen by everyone. So I think that'd be quite an interesting chat. So yeah, I'm getting going to get in touch with Kevin and get him on. Absolutely, Andrew. Any ideas of this museum? I just need to see. I'd need to have a reason to 
give up part of my beer collection. I've, I've probably got some old pumpkin kings they're welcome to, but other than that... I mean, am I going to give uh-huh. some of my pride and joy of my beer collection up for free to be shipped across the Atlantic? Uh, no. All right. Okay, uh, next we are going to be chatting with Emma. Emma is quite quite active on the forum, and she recently did her Dogs on Deck shift at the Brighton Bar. So uh, I'll just go ahead and play this audio. Here's Emma. Okay, joining me just now to talk about Dogs on Deck is uh, Emma. Emma, how are you today? I'm good, Rob. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, I've got you on because you recently did a Dogs on Deck shift, but we'll come to that. First of all, can you tell uh, the listeners who you are, where you're based and all those sort of things? Yeah, sure. So I'm Emma, um, Emma DeSena, if anyone's seen me on this forum. Um, I'm actually based, uh, long story, but um, in short, I'm based in Brighton and London. So I'm fortunate enough to live two minute walk from the Camden Bar and a five minute walk from the Brighton Bar, which is good for me, but not very good for my bank balance. Um, and I got into BrewDog. I started drinking in BrewDog um, 2011-ish when I used to live in Shoreditch on Bethnal Green Road, which is where the bar is. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I when I moved in there, the bar wasn't there. But when it popped up, just something about it really intrigued me. So that became my local and I'm actually an EFP um, from round five because I'm a procrastinator and I didn't sign up, um, even though I saw the leaflet so many times when I was in the bar. Uh, but this time I made sure that I did it on day two, I think it was. So, so yeah, that's okay. me. Um, yes, for people who have never heard of Dogs on Deck before, uh, could you tell them uh, what's what it's all about and uh, if you wouldn't mind telling us how you ended up doing a shift behind the bar just recently? Yeah, so uh, Dogs on Deck is a, an opportunity for EFPs to go and do a shift in their local brew dog bar. So I heard about it on the forum and this is actually now round two. So there was a previous round a few months ago, but I put myself forward and was lucky enough to be chosen for the Brighton bar. Um, I guess I did it because I've already got a great relationship with Mark and the team at Brighton, but I just wanted to work with them for the day and get to know them a little bit better. And it was a perfect opportunity just to see behind the scenes as well. So got to have a good look in the cellar, which they call Matilda. And there's a sign on the door that says Matilda, where the magic happens, which I thought was quite cool. Um, So, yes. Yeah. Excellent. So how did the day go? Um, Talk us through it. Yeah, it was really good. I'm not, um, anyone that knows me, I'm not a shy or a nervous person in the slightest. But I do have to say, when I wake up in the morning, I was a little bit nervous. Um, But what I would say to anyone that's interested in doing um, Dogs on Deck, or if they've got a shift coming up soon, is please don't be nervous because the teams are so lovely and you do a bit of online training before anyway, um, a week or so before. Um, So you have to do, I think it was two hours study and then answer some questions. So that gives you a bit of prep. But actually, I've worked in a bar before, but not for 20 years. And the person that did Dogs on Deck before me in round one in Brighton, they'd never worked in a bar before and they were absolutely fine. And uh, Mark, the GM, said they did a great job and you wouldn't have been able to tell that they've never worked in 
a bar. So it was the day started. Um, so the bar opens at 12 o'clock. So I got there for 11.30 and um, had a bit of a tour and an overview. Um, I think key for me was um, really sort of Brighton's got quite a lot of taps, nearly 40, I believe. So the key was really working out what beers were where. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough that I think there were 16 or 17 brew dog taps out of those 40. And actually, I'd tried all of them um, before. So that was good. So Before I felt, you started your shift? Or? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was a busy morning. Rather, I yeah. had to prepare myself. <laughs> <laughs> but and it was just a really fun day. So I got to serve lots of customers. Um, the majority of customers were drinking beer which surprised me. I didn't have to sell my first spirit until maybe an hour before I finished my shift. Then I got a chance to talk about beer. Yeah. And did anybody, any of the customers put you on the spot at all? Yeah, they, they did about Brewdog beers, um, which was really exciting, actually, because I, I've been signed up to Fanzine since the first one. Yep. So um, I think it was Clown King and um, Jet Trash was on. Um, so I had a guy who wanted to try something new. He is a dead pony drinker, and that's all that he ever really drinks in Brewdog bars. So I got him to try some Jet Trash, and he fell in love with it. He really, really liked it. He wanted something a bit more hoppier. Um, so that that was really good to actually use my knowledge and stuff that I like as well to talk through different uh, new beers to customers. Um, and then there was a customer, um, a couple that came in and they'd been to about six or seven bars before and they were really, they were just gushing about Brewdog. And I just thought, oh, that's me. That's me every time I go to a new bar. You're, you're me. Yeah. So it, it was really exciting because they couldn't stop saying how much they loved the brand. But what was great was they didn't know about the, the passport, the visa. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't know about fanzine as well. So obviously without being pushy, because that's not, you know, Breedog style, it was just really great to talk to them about um, EFPs and signing up for the visa and the benefits of that and talking to them about the fanzine. And they were, it was a really hot day, but they were big stout fans and that's my preferred style of beer. So um, I mean, one of the reasons I, I started this podcast was because it was startling to me how many people who are even investors in Brewdog and, uh, you know, occasionally go into the bars and drink and still have no idea of a lot of these initiatives that they've started recently. So I think if you if you don't go on the forum and you're not a big social media user and, you know, you either don't check your emails very often or you get too many that it's just too much to get through and you miss it. I think, yeah, I think it's definitely possible to miss out on some of the key messages out there, but that's why you're here, Rob. <laughs> oh, you, you, you win. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, hey, Ace, anything else you want to tell us about the day, Emma? Is it, is it, um, yeah, anything else you want to sort of touch on? Um, I think for me, it's just how amazing the team were. And they've always given great service in the bar whenever I've been in. And I tend to, because I live there at the weekend, so I tend to go when it's really, really busy. And yet still, I've always got that personal one-to-one service from them. And I definitely saw that from the other side of the bar. 
But then behind closed doors, they're so focused and so commercial as well. I got to see a different side to them. They're, they're so good at what they do there. Really impressed me. And um, I, but maybe because I've worked in a bar, but I got to grasp the things quite quickly. But there were a few things that I kept asking repeatedly, but they were so patient. Um, that's what I said earlier on. Just if you're doing a shift soon, don't be nervous because the team will be there and they'll, they'll support you through any mistakes. Emma, um, I'm going to let you get on with your day. It's been fantastic talking to you. I'm uh, sincerely hoping we hear more of your voice on the podcast in the future. Um, I suppose I better let you continue going off and getting ready for your holiday that you've got coming up. <laughs> yeah, my beer adventure next week to New York will be great. Thanks for having just, me, Rob. Just to New York. Yeah, very good. Okay, make us all jealous. Emma, thanks again, and we'll catch up with you and speak to you soon. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Oh, that's really nice scene from Emma. Um, sounds like she had a great time. I actually quite fancy doing it myself. Rob, what's next? Next up, uh, Crow's Nest Collective. Uh, I think we mentioned this again a few weeks back. This is um, this is kicking off now. So in April, Brewdog announced the new type of community in the Brewdog bars, the Crow's Nest um, Collective. All equity punks have the opportunity to stake a claim in their favourite bar, receiving the opportunity to shape and vote on ideas for making that bar even better. Uh, it's all now set up. If anybody applied, you should now have received an email with all the details and you have access to a new and private section on the forum. Uh, I've been accepted. Um, I'm going along to my first meeting in a couple of weeks' time, and that's at Brewdog Castlegate. Nice. So I will report back on how that Excellent. goes. Yeah, nice. Are you either, neither of you two signed up for that, did you? No. No, no. I, I thought about doing the one in Glasgow um, with, uh, I think Peter's going to it, but um, no. Yeah, no, I split myself between all the London bars, so I didn't uh, didn't want to get <laughs> you know. I change which one I go to every time. Don't, you, do, you don't want to show a favourite, like something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, you've got the next one. EFP five has now passed the eighty thousand punks mark. How many? Over eighty thousand. No, I'll tell you exactly how many. Okay, eighty three thousand five hundred eighty four. How many? <laughs> So how, equi- much? Equi- how much equity equity for punks five has raised nineteen million six hundred seventy eight thousand nine hundred seventeen pounds and fifty. How much? With <laughs> almost twenty million. <laughs> with thirty eight thousand three hundred twenty two investors, and there's eighty five days remaining, which to date to date have been raised sixty million six hundred seventy eight thousand. £917.50 pence, which with a total number of investors of 83,584 Thanks Carol <laughs> Yeah, it's great Right, no Cicerone quiz this week yes. as, uh, we... Oh, but I'm, got I'm undefeated Bruce. Come on <laughs> right, hold on. Right, girls, outside Both of you sit there, very quiet, okay Why, I want an ice I'm just recording Bruce, Bruce, you yes. better go get them the ice lolly What? What? What kind of ice lolly do you want to do? Chalk Right, nobody needs a poop, no? Yes. Right, come on, let's go. Right, back in a minute. Now, a few weeks ago, myself, Bruce and friend of the show Chris hopped on the train to Edinburgh to spend a sunny Saturday afternoon drinking amazing beers in the sunshine. One of the organisers of the event, Greg from We Are Beer, he very generously gave up 15 minutes of his busy day to chat with us. 
I've put together this bit of audio that hopefully sort of paints a picture of what the day was like for us, the breweries that were on show, and uh, I've edited that uh, chat with Greg in as well. So uh, the event is going to be followed up by its sister event, the London Craft Beer Festival. This is coming up on the 3rd to the 5th of August in Tobacco Dock in London, funnily enough. Uh, so we thought this was the perfect time to play you this. Um, obviously worth pointing out that this was recorded just before the Beavertown news broke. Right, Bruce, we're here at the Edinburgh Craft Beer Festival. Um, describe the scene, please. Right, we're currently sitting outside in the um, the courtyards, and there's, it's, it's really, really busy. I've already had an 8-bit and a hock cider. Yeah, that was an interesting choice to start on, to be fair. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm probably I'm probably not going to last until four o'clock, to be honest. But no, it's, we've got Chris here with us. Hello, just enjoying the sunshine and the beer. It's magical here today. It's a wee bit windy, but that's just making the sun not burn quite so much. <laughs> right. So one of the biggest problems with being at a beer festival such as this is knowing where the hell to begin. Um, so, Bruce, can you please, very quickly, as fast as you can, read through all the breweries that are here? Ready? Go. 19 Crimes, Beer Merchant Store, Glenfiddich, Kedstar Bar, Brewgooder, Bon Accord, We Are Beer Merchants, Cromarty, Two Roads, Stillwater Artisanal, Amundsen, Basklin Brewing Project, Wylam, Left Handed Giant, Drying Bit, oh, Left Handed Giant? Yeah, we should do Yeah, we do, because I spoke to the guy, sorry, Stewart's, Brewdog, McKellar, Lervig, Siren, Stone and Wood, Boundary, Brew by Numbers, Verdant, Magic Rock, Fierce Beer, oh, I wonder if he's got my card, Gypsy Hill, Hanging Bat, Buxton, Brew, Brew Verge, Keys? Brew Verge Keys? I don't know how that's spelled. Okay. We'll have to go and ask. Pressure Drop, Pilot, Beavertown, Burnt Mill, Unity, Boxcar, West X3, North Brew, Stone, and outside here, Thornbridge, Kirkstall, Wild Beer Co., The Colonel, Brasserie BFM, Tempest, Doug's, Wiper and True, Brewdog Overwork, Six Degrees North, Hawk Cider, and for food, Barnacle and Bones, Buffalo Truck, Tuck Tuck Bow, Bow? <laughs> the pitch stick and halloumi and pizza geeks. Chris, what time will we be in a and I'm sorry, all I can think of is steak and halloumi right now. <laughs> I have just bumped into Dolcey, who works in the lab of the brew dog. And I remember you from when we did our tour. Yeah. Well, I say remember, you had to remind me. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, you're looking look after the overwork stand. What have we got on today? So, we've got sneak and sour, which is our kind of... Um, standard barrel aged sour with um, kind of locally collected native yeast um, and then punnet which is the Brett fermented saison with blueberries um, and raspberries um, so all very tasty. What strength is the uh, punnet one? Six percent. Six percent? Well yes. I think that's the one I'm going to go for okay. then if that's okay. I'll grab one of them. Uh, I've just grabbed off the Brewdog stand is Victor from Brewdog. Uh, you're just back off maternity leave, you just told me before we started recording. Uh, yeah, this is one way to come back to work, isn't it? Uh, how's it going? Were you here last night? Um, no, I wasn't here last night. I just came here this morning, uh, but we're going to come back later on, bring the little bubble bear, see how you, how you can last it. It's not his first beer festival, so he's kind of getting into it a little bit now. <laughs> Excellent. Now, they've, they've stuck you right, the, the Brewdog stand is right next to the DJ this time, so I expect to be seeing some dance moves from you later on. Absolutely. These 90s tunes are killing me. It's played, <laughs> so we've had Mariah Carey already, a little bit of Beastie Boys, so that was keeping us sweet. Yeah. Excellent. So tell me about the beers that we've got on. Yeah, we've got our Punk IPA on today. We've also got uh, AB24, part of our abstract range, uh, coffee, muscovado infused bottled porter, pretty rinsing. 
and uh, one for such a nice sunny day we brought on a little Berliner vice as well a raspberry popsicle so oh, raspberry Berliner I am very much looking forward to that I know it's only like well it's technically next to no alcohol totally. in it, but it just sounds so refreshing yeah it absolutely is the colour is bright pink as well it's got a little like, kind of just, just the right amount of tartness on the end as well oh, actually genuinely I'm going to come and get one of them amazing <laughs> awesome thanks very nice much nice one thanks very much man cheers um, myself and Bruce, we're here um, with one of the organisers of UCBF. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm Greg uh, and I am a co-founder of um, We Are Beer uh, and We Are Beer is, uh, well we own and run the Edinburgh Craft Beer Festival. We also have two other festivals which is the London Craft Beer Festival and one in Bristol uh, which is surprisingly called the Bristol Craft Beer Festival. <laughs> uh, and our story began actually nearly six years ago in London. So the London Craft Beer Festival was our first one. And as craft beer was exploding and we were just getting into it, we wanted to, how can we contribute? And we weren't brewers, we realized that. So we decided to run a festival. I had a marketing background. My business partner was in events. Okay. And so we went out and we reached out to guys like James Watt and Mikkel and Logan and Evan, these guys who were just kind of kind of starting out and this festival emerged. The format that we had was that it would be a uh, tasting event. So we wanted someone to come in and not be worried with tokens and have a transactional mindset. We wanted someone to come in and just be able to enjoy the experience of meeting brewers and trying lots of different beer and learning and chatting with friends and chatting with brews and just enjoying the whole thing so this sort of experience required a different way of doing a beer festival and that was about a single ticket in a bit more than the old buy five quid and then some tokens and buy your glass and the thing it's all included uh and then you just enjoy so that's how it set off and um after a few years and getting in uh, the a bunch of bristol brewers were like we'd love you to come and work with us in Bristol and, sure. and take it there and then in Bristol we met some guys from Edinburgh and they were like this is great like so we came up to Edinburgh and a city we already loved and hung out hung out with the brewers worked out what's what and uh, and that was that one of the key things that we also really have always liked to do is be in industrial venues like venues that are kind of a bit rough and ready that we can like come in and put our own stamp on uh, and that's quite easy in like East London uh, and it's actually quite easy in Bristol to a degree it's quite difficult in Edinburgh because it's full of incredibly beautiful old buildings so we finding a venue is a bit tricky but we stumbled across this place which is incredible which was the biscuit factory um, and actually Crawford's Briskets who founded it uh, oh, so this is the home of the Jammy Dodger yeah. wow. like ah, I this, love a Jammy Dodger there's <laughs> history in this building uh, actually interestingly last year Wiper and True I think it was some of the first beers they did on their new pilot kit were like four biscuit beers yeah. so they looked at Crawford's history that. I think it was like a bourbon a Jammy Dodger and a few more biscuity beers so I think there was some cookie dough crazy yeah. stouts going on yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing so yeah, that's how we got here, and it's all about bringing great breweries together, great food, and great music is a, a huge mix of what we want to do because we want a modern festival that appears to people who 
love beer, but just also like having a good time with good things going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think a big thing for me is, is the music. But no, it is. It is that. It's about having a good time. Hey, this is beer. Do you know what I mean? It's, it is... Uh, it's a drink for everyone, so we like to talk about beer and we like to be interested in beer, but it's also it's the drink that you have conversations with your friends over, sure, and that's its sure. role. So music is a big part of it. Last year, I, I saw this advertised and I thought, I quite fancy this. And I, and I like the idea of having a one fee, you come in and that's it. Yeah. You know, you, you enjoy the day. And I think, Rob, I remember last year, you were, you were a bit... Unsure about the whole thing. Yeah, I think I think my problem was it was um, it was described as being tasters, and I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to be walking around with a little tasting glass, am I going to feel that I've been done out of money here? But it's it's really quite the opposite because I found that the breweries are really bringing their A game beers, the kind of beers where you only want the taster because there's so much good stuff. Here. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's you know, look, it's not a it's not a it's a quality over quantity idea and um, so when we started it that was our idea and then we were like oh so actually James Hickson who used to be one of the early brewdog guys down in London setting the bars up he then went on to co-found We Brought Beer I was like you should check out this festival in Copenhagen Mikola it was CBC back then now Mm -hmm. NBCC and they had this same concept. We were like, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, and, and we'd already sort of started that ball rolling. But I think now if you look at a lot of the best festivals, they use that, you know, Beavertown Extravaganza, which is an incredible event, obviously. They, took, they, they, they have that model too. And it just works because if you've got all of these brewers and you've got all of these beers, you want to go and try all of the stuff. And it is more about tasting and exploring and then you can go and buy a six pack and, uh, exactly. you know, and do exactly. all that later on you're not in a transactional mindset going alright I've got this token and that's so what do I get and you're kind of judging brewers on value and uh, and that kind of thing all you're thinking about is oh wow raspberry in beer that's great and, yeah. and that yeah, brewer's likely to go oh, well if you like this you should go and try the strawberry saison that those guys have got yeah. and then, you know and then you get to adventure through all the beer and I've, I've experienced that today is where I've spoken to a brewer and he says what, what do you like and then I've, he's, he's asked me what I like and I've told him and he's like try this one you know and then I'm going to try trying something that I've never tried before have you have you noticed a change in the beer styles that the brewers have brought this year Compared to last year, um, probably one year, maybe not, but certainly two, two or three. Yeah, you know, I think um, obviously, obviously, the the new IPA style is a big thing that's happened within the last two years. This yeah. this new year, England. the yeah. New England, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and probably more breweries doing that this year. I think the sour. When we first started four or five years ago, there was some really bad stuff. Like, yeah, really acidic, um, quite, quite, quite tough stuff to to, to drink. Um, but people are really creating amazing stuff there. Both lots of complexity in the sour and the barrel aging programs, but also how they're marrying it with fruit and everything. Yeah, listen, we um, we've kept you far too long. Yeah. Um, You've probably people shouting at you on the radio, needing you for things. Um, so I thought before we go, what, what's next? Has London already happened or is London coming up? Oh, yeah, so uh, this, obviously this weekend, and um, the London one is at Tobacco Dock this year and it's the 3rd to the 5th of August. Okay. Brewdog will be down yeah. uh, and they'll be doing some big stuff, which is cool, alongside some other great, oh, alongside Ian, 
60, 70, 80 even, I think. Uh, really great breweries. Overworks coming down as well, obviously. And then, so that's 3rd to the 3rd to the 5th of August. And then five or six weeks later, mid-September uh, 14th, 16th, the Bristol Craft Beer Festival. Yeah. And we've actually, for that one, which is pretty cool, we're going to build our own sort of festival site outdoors, right on the river and on the harbour oh, side wow. in Bristol. Like, and it overlooks Wapping Wharf, the new food area there. It's really close to King Street. The Bristol scene's banging as well. So, like, how many incredible breweries in a city of a half million people? You know, they love independent, creative, uh, you know, spirited stuff in Bristol. So it's a great, it's a great one to oh, end, our, end our summer. Well, I think we have to now. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Please come as our guest. That'd be awesome. We'll, uh, we'd love to have you there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Well, good luck with the rest of today. You've got the evening session tonight. You've got tomorrow, and uh, then on to the London next after that. Yeah, a little sleep, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and then. Yes. Thank you very, very much for taking the Absolutely. time out to talk to us. I'm very, very much. Yeah, no, pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank man. you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. Right, gentlemen. Um, that's far, far too much beer for us for a Saturday afternoon. Clearly, so I suggest that we uh, we get a taxi and head off to uh, Lothian Road. Fantastic. Have, have some more beer. Yeah. I, and we need some food as well, actually. I think I think we're, we're going to go for the cauliflower wings. Sounds like a good plan. Okay, so thank you again to Greg and to Lily who helped organise this. Please don't hesitate to head along to the London Craft Beer Festival. It really is an outstanding event. Um, if you Google London Craft Beer Festival, you'll find all the details, and it's on the third to the fifth of August at Tobacco Dock. Okay, so um, Bruce. Yes. Yes, your uh, bad joke, your dad joke of the uh, one one that um, kind of ties in with the girls' project this year at, at school was they had a Hawaiian theme. So this one here is: What does a Hawaiian spider do in his free time? Go on, surf the web. What was that? Tumbleweed. Okay, that's it for this podcast. Uh, a final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash news for all the details and the cool video that Kev from Border Digital helped us put together. Uh, Lau, let's give everybody a chance to say where you can be found online. Let's start with yourself, Andrew. I'm just Andrew on the forum. Come and find me there. Excellent. Uh, Bruce, where can people find you? I'll be in the <laughs> Sorry, Bruce, you're eating a what? An Arctic roll. <laughs> Sorry. Old man's Vianetta. Go on. Yeah, you can find me anywhere. It says Abrulafu. Just Instagram mostly. Okay, cool. And you can find me at Sunscream on Twitter and the same Sunscream on the forums. Uh, you can find out about my day job, by, which keeps getting in the way of this podcast, uh, at robertcooper.xyz. That's it for this week. Send us a voicemail to our local rate number 01224 518 501. You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast and our Twitter is at brewdognews. Show notes and past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There is a link on the website. Have a fantastic couple of weeks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Next time, it's your delight.
We are Fortnightly Source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews for the world of Brewdog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And myself, Bruce Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) Every time. Half an hour, we said, yeah?